time for us to talk health and the 15th of February is Healthy Lifestyle Day which is celebrated worldwide. Uh, it tackles the dangers of obesity and unhealthy diets and lack of physical inactivity and so that's what we're looking at this week and also what the theme was uh, for this year and some tips on how you can live just a little bit healthier in 2024. Joined as always by a resident GP, the CEO of Proactive Health Solutions, Dr. Fundile Nyati. Dr. Nyati, a very good morning to you. Good to have you on the show. Good morning, Gooks, and good morning to all of the 702 listeners. Always a pleasure to have you. So, uh, Healthy Lifestyle Day is celebrated on the 15th of February. Um, what is yeah. the purpose of the day? Well, um, looks, um, you're very right. In fact, uh, some people uh, or health advocates have dubbed the month of February um, now the Healthy uh, Lifestyle uh, Month. But uh, you're right, 15th of uh, Feb is actually the Healthy Lifestyle Day. Now, um, the purpose of a Healthy Lifestyle Day uh, in our health calendar is really to encourage people to take more responsibility as individuals, to take more responsibility uh, for their lifestyle decisions, uh, choosing to make smart, healthy choices for today, but also for the future. Uh, you know, so, um, and this is, uh, you know, um, a day in the health calendar um, that was actually adopted by the WHO uh, due to the realization that a significant percentage of the burden of disease globally is as a result of unhealthy lifestyle choices that make people to suffer later from non-communicable diseases. So it's more of uh, increasing awareness and encouraging people to take responsibility as a way to mitigate non-communicable diseases, you know, uh, later on in their lives. Mm -hmm. So that is the purpose of uh, this healthy lifestyle disease. It's about saying you've got leverage in terms of reducing um, non-communicable diseases in your life by making the right healthy choices today. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Nyati, when we speak about non-communicable diseases, uh, which ones are we talking about, particularly in the South African context? Which are the ones that are of the most concern for us? Yes, um, very good question, uh, Gooks. So um, when you look at diseases broadly, there are those that are as a result of infectious diseases, you know, uh, what you call microbes can be germs like, um, you know, bacteria, viruses, fungi, protozoa, and things like that. We're not talking about that today. We're talking about those illnesses or diseases that cannot be transmitted from one person to the other, you know, uh, like, like infectious diseases. Um, so we're talking things like high blood pressure. We're talking things like diabetes mellitus. We're talking things like uh, raised blood cholesterol. We're talking things like, you know, obesity, um, you know, but also, um, you know, we're talking things like cancer. Uh, so those cannot necessarily be transmitted through a gem, but they are becoming uh, the leading cause of morbidity, that is ill health, 
and mortality in our country. If one just looks at uh, some of the reports that come from States SA uh, about the burden of disease, you know, or actually the deaths on an annual basis, we're finding that a uh, majority of people who die in South Africa um, are now are dying as a result of complications of these non-communicable diseases, otherwise also referred to as lifestyle-related you know, diseases. And was there, and what was the theme for Healthy Lifestyle Day this year? Look, um, I think um, different uh, parts of the world, there wasn't like a, a, a very, you know, uniform theme, mm-hmm. but different parts of the country uh, and the world um, actually had a, a different theme. If one looks, for example, at the the Western Cape Department of Health and Wellness, uh, which is led by, um, you know, MEC Mbombo, um, the theme that she drove there was uh, around, you know, uh, community participation uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, getting people to have more awareness and take more responsibility. And so, um, in their celebration in that province, uh, they actually worked with uh, what is called Western Cape on Wellness. Wow. Um, you know, to actually drive that community engagement and awareness and, and uh, you know, encouraging them to take more responsibility. So she had 50, you know, people of faith uh, that were actually part of that so that they can go back to their communities, to their churches and to their, their you know, other gatherings to spread the word about the importance of people making conscious you know decisions about their daily habits and their daily lifestyles as a way of improving their medium to long-term health mm-hmm. and from um you know one of the things that's been very interesting uh, as we kind of learn about the impact of you know the COVID pandemic particularly when it was at its worst in 2020 is the yes. mental aspect of um health um, you know, we're yes. seeing uh, a people uh, still suffering, you know, with long COVID and it having a mental uh, an effect on mental health. But also Indeed. many of us who lived through that time still struggling with mental health. So is there yes. quite a big role that mental health is also playing when we talk about a healthy lifestyle or a healthier lifestyle? Indeed. Indeed. Because see, when we're talking health, uh, we're talking health in a holistic sense. So physical health, mental, emotional health, social health, and even spiritual health. So uh, what you've just highlighted, the issue of uh, mental health challenges um, is actually part of what we're talking about. And as, 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 you, as, as you can see, uh, mental health is not as a result as much as in this case with you know uh, of long COVID, um it is now a complication um you know of something that was started by an infectious you know in you know a, a, a disease however mental health broadly uh, is not a, a, you know as a result of an infectious disease so it actually falls within non-communicable diseases you know uh, if my wife has got depression i won't get depression just because you know we are sharing a bedroom for example so uh, mental health you know is very 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 important and um, when we talk about the tips uh, you know to improve our you know our healthy you know lifestyles 
we also locate mental health within that in terms of what do we need to do uh, to reduce uh, our chances of uh, mental health challenges you know uh, so what can we do on a daily uh, to reduce our chances you know of uh, mental health challenges so you are very right uh, i mean a study that was uh, published on the lancet psychiatry in 2021 did show that uh, at least a third of people who had had COVID uh, within six months of them having recovered from COVID, they are more likely to have, you know, a, 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 a psychiatric, you know, kind of health challenge. So, uh, which means post COVID, more people are actually, you know, having challenges relating to mental health than before. Mm. But not only those who recovered from COVID, but obviously, uh, you know, those who were affected because loved ones passed on uh, or friends or colleagues and all of that. So mental health is definitely a very big part of what we need to do, uh, what we need to reflect on in terms of the decisions we make on a daily uh, that can actually improve uh, or worsen our mental health. Mm. And so for us as a country, I imagine there are quite a number of challenges um, that make it difficult uh, to mitigate um, these the risk, but also the impact of these non-communicable diseases, which would then have yes. an impact on you know the ability of the average South African to live a healthier lifestyle. What do we know as some of those challenges? Well, um, you know, I mean, we normally talk about, for example, I just want to pick up one example. I mean, one of the tips I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sharing is that uh, we need to eat more plant-based foods on a daily, meaning one's plate uh, should have more uh, of veggies, you know, which have got vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients, because those improve uh, the body's ability to work optimally well and good however um a significant percentage of south africans um because of social or socioeconomic circumstances may not necessarily be able to uh, you know to 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 do that because uh, healthy eating um tends sometimes to be a bit on the expensive side and so people even if they are aware that they should be eating more plant based foods However, uh, their pockets may not necessarily be able to enable them to do that, in which case they end up eating more unhealthy foods, you know, amaguinya um, and things like those, which will fill them up, uh, you know, at a cheaper uh, you know, rate compared to healthier food. So uh, the socioeconomic circumstances, I mean, we've just heard that 32% of young people in South Africa are unemployed. You know, you know, in fact, not young people, 32% of South Africans are unemployed uh, and almost 60% when you are looking at young people. So socioeconomic circumstances may make it a little difficult for people to actually eat healthy. And that is a big challenge. Mm. And so what are some of the practical ways to make healthier choices? I think for many people, we do get a little yes. bit stuck because you think, well, you need to be eating, you know, organic and it's going to cost you a lot of yes. money. It requires yes. a gym yes. contract, which many people can't afford. Are there practical, yes. useful tips yes. to just make your lifestyle just a little bit healthier, but it has a big impact? Yeah. 
So I'll just say just 10 quickly, uh, 10 of those. One, we need to prioritize sleep. Just sleep more. Uh, that minimum of seven hours of uh, your eyes being shut will do so much in terms of improving your health because it gives your body clock, uh, you know, an opportunity to actually repair the different systems of the body. And when you don't do that, it may have negative you know, uh, consequences in terms of your mental health, your physical health, because you may then have more of a, what we call, you know, obesity because of the, you know, uh, hormones that, that tend to be deranged. Walking more, you know, uh, walking more. Um, I'm not even saying, you know, people going to the gyms and running around, just walking more, um, you know, uh, can do wonders in terms of, you know, uh, improving one's, uh, one's health. Um Taking five minutes, you know, uh, in a day to just meditate, uh, you know, in terms of what it does for reducing stress and uh, improving the mental health, it does wonders. Um, spending time in nature, uh, you know, in the greens, you know, where there's a lot of plants and maybe if there's a nearby, you know, nearby area where there's a lot of green uh, parks uh, or, you know, those who are lucky enough to be staying near you know, the sea. Um, that does wonders. Just spending time next to nature uh, improves your cognition, attention span, risk of, um, you know, um, improves your empathy and social connectedness. Um, reducing uh, alcohol intake, you know, reducing smoking and vaping, drinking more water. And uh, it doesn't have to be the water that that comes, you know, uh, from the shops, which can be expensive. You can boil your water and let it cool down, knowing that that water is actually healthy. Um, you know, because nowadays most municipalities are challenged in that area. Spending more time with loved ones can actually do wonders improve in terms of improving your social health. Taking a break on screen time, this is something that most of us are guilty of. Mm. You know, if it's not computers at work, it's our cell phones. Yes. And uh, that actually has got a negative impact in terms of our psycho-emotional health. And, um, you know, uh, so and uh, just getting to a habit of doing annual health checks. Those basic things can actually do a lot. And uh, some of these, we can do them on a daily or at least regularly. And the impact on our physical, mental, and, um, you know, psycho-spiritual health uh, is very, very, very big. So those are just some of the tips I thought uh, I needed to share. You mentioned reducing alcohol intake being one of the tips that can be useful. When you say reducing yes. alcohol intake, what does that mean? Is it, and we know, I mean, we are a country that has an issue with binge drinking. So, you know, people yes. drinking six, sometimes more units of alcohol a night over three yes. days. So when you say reduce alcohol, what is that number? Is it one drink a day? Is it two a day? What does that look like? Well, Gooks, um, ideally, you know, we shouldn't be taking alcohol at all. Mm -hmm. I think let's start there. Mm -hmm. So if one can actually win themselves of alcohol, you know, that would do a lot of wonders uh, in their health because it lowers the risk of high blood pressure, depression, and other conditions. It decreases the symptoms, you know, relating to these conditions. It helps your body to better absorb nutrients. It helps to improve your sleep and minimize fatigue, and it supports liver health. Now, 
specifically to your question, uh, is it one drink uh, or what? Ideally, no drink at all, but at least uh, if you do, not more than one drink and uh, don't do it every day. So if you can try to do that, then I think uh, you will, uh, you know, uh, improve uh, one's health uh, by making that uh, conscious lifestyle decision. And is that the same with, you mentioned, you know, smoking and vaping. And I mean, we've spoken in the past about some of the dangers, some of the risks that vaping can expose you to. Does the same, I guess, principle apply to smoking and vaping? That, strictly speaking, you shouldn't be doing it at all. But if you're going to be doing it, you know, what is, again, um, the less risky? Because I don't know if there's a safe amount of smoking that you can do, (laughs) but the least risky amount. Well, again, yeah, the answer you've just mentioned that ideally people should not be smoking at all. But then, unfortunately, uh, smoking uh, is one of the most difficult daily habits to ditch uh, because of the nicotine addiction, which is very, 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 very strong. Mm. So uh, some advocates in the health space are actually talking about, you know, uh, choosing uh, less harmful, you know, forms of smoking, but ideally people should not be smoking at all. So if you are addicted to cigarettes, you know, uh, then some people say going down to low Uh, nicotine uh, vapes might be a way of actually helping people to reduce harm. But uh, I believe that uh, people should actually work towards quitting smoking totally because there is absolutely no health or other benefit of smoking. Are there ways to help you quit and stay off it? Because many people do quit, but then they struggle to stay off. I know my grand smoked for many years. She quit in the late 90s and then uh, she started smoking again. And that seems to be a pattern for many people. They stop and then somewhere along the way they start again. Are there ways that are available to help people stop smoking and vaping and using, um, you know, hubbly, but stay off it yes. forever? Well, um, there are ways uh, of 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 helping one uh, to to ditch, uh, you know, uh, or to reduce, uh, you know, uh, uh, smoking. And um, a, a credible organization like the CDC, Center for Disease Control, you know, in the U.S., has got a lot of you know uh, resources uh, for people to actually you know peruse and see which ones would actually work for them. Even the American Lung Association, they've got resources that ca- people can actually, you know, uh, 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 use to help them. But um, uh, talking to your own doctor uh, can actually help you to 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 adopt those. You know, there are patches uh, that can actually be used to try and give your body a little bit of that nicotine, but in reducing quantities to a point where your body can actually, you know, uh, no longer demand. Because if you just suddenly stop smoking, you may have withdrawal symptoms uh, that may actually be very, very uncomfortable. So talk to your treating doctor. You can get advice. Sometimes there may even be psychological component that is making people to smoke more because they are stressed. Talking to your psychologist will go a long way in terms of helping you to teach a smoking. Dr. Nyati, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Cooks, and uh, all the best for the rest of the show. Thank you so much. That is our resident GP and the CEO of Proactive Health Solutions, Dr. Fundile Nyati.